Lenore Sellers and Rocket Sanders are going to help each other in ways that might not get a whole lot of discussion this offseason. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecock Podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also a staff writer for Gamecock Digest over on Fan Nation. Thank you all so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch for your team every day. We are free and available, as always, both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. It is game day for the Lamont Paris and South Carolina's men's basketball team. Later on in today's show, we're going to talk about the main thing that the team has to accomplish in order to knock off the Tigers in Auburn. I'll also be talking with Locked On Auburn host Zach Blackerby to get some better insight on what the Auburn Tigers are going to bring to this matchup later tonight and also get his thoughts on the blueprint that South Carolina needs to execute if they want to win this game. But before we get into all of that, I want to talk about Lenore Sellers and Rocket Sanders and the unique way in which they could help each other out this offseason. Now, I know what some of you might already be thinking. Well, that's pretty obvious. Both of these guys are going to help each other out because for Rocket Sanders, he is going to serve as a proven all-SEC caliber viable running back option behind Lenore Sellers. Obviously, going into last season, South Carolina did not really have that. And while thankfully for the Gamecocks, Mario Anderson Jr. did emerge as a real reliable running back threat in that offense, there wasn't really a whole lot of help behind him. But this year, obviously, things are different with the transfer additions they've brought in with Rocket Sanders, Oscar Attaway III from North Texas, and Jawarn Howell from South Carolina State. And then for Lenore Sellers, obviously, he is almost as good of a running threat as Rocket Sanders is out of that offensive backfield. And so Sanders is not going to feel like that he's going to have to carry the entire burden in this offense when it comes to running the football. But that's not what I want to talk about here in the way in which both of these guys could help one another. What I want to talk about is more so the off-field stuff. So let's start off with Lenore Sellers and how he can bring Rocket Sanders along in this offense. The way in which Sellers can help Rocket Sanders adjust to South Carolina's offense is by showing him and explaining to him how Dow Loggins is going to coach this offense. Now, Dow Loggins and Rocket Sanders, obviously, they are very familiar with one another. They were both at Arkansas in 2021 and 2022 when Dow Loggins was the Razorbacks' tight ends coach. Now, obviously, the difference between then and now is that Loggins was not the play caller for Arkansas. Sure, he might have had a pretty big say in some of the game planning aspects because of his longtime experience at the NFL level, but it was Kendall Brow's offense over at Arkansas. And so, Rocket Sanders, while he probably already knows Dow Loggins to a certain degree and his personality, he never really got to see him as an on-field coach when it came to running the entire show on that side of the ball. Lenore Sellers, on the other hand, he has seen Dow Loggins 
in that kind of role, obviously going through that in the 2023 season. And so while Rocket Sanders is expected to miss the majority spring practice because of procedure that he had on one of his shoulders, again, not long after the season ended, I believe, for Arkansas this past fall, he is going to be brought along by Lenore Sellers in terms of how Dow Loggins likes to run things and how he wants everything to operate on the practice field and obviously eventually on game day. So that's how Lenore Sellers is going to help Rocket Sanders. Now, on the flip side of the coin, how is Rocket Sanders going to help out Lenore Sellers? Well, Dow Loggins, with what he's got at quarterback and running back in Lenore Sellers and Rocket Sanders, this is very similar to what Arkansas had with KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders. We've talked about this before on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Lenore Sellers, in terms of the kind of archetype that he possesses as a quarterback, his overall skill set, he is very similar to a KJ Jefferson, who was at Arkansas for the past four years or so, and now is at Central Florida, serving as their starting quarterback. Because of that, and having Rocket Sanders now as their running back, South Carolina, they very well may choose to run a lot of the concepts that Kendall Browse had in that offensive scheme at Arkansas in 2021 and 2022. A time in which Dow Loggins, again, was on that staff, and so therefore, he's going to be very familiar with what all they did back then and might have a good idea, probably the best idea of anybody out there, as to how to take some of those concepts and apply that to his own offensive scheme and playbook to best fit his personnel, particularly his quarterback in Lenore Sellers. As Dow Lawkins showed last year, his playbook is going to mainly revolve around his quarterback skill set, then the offensive line, and then kind of everybody else after that. So, in terms of that aspect, you can imagine that there's going to be some changes made to the playbook this offseason. It's not going to look the same as it did this past fall. You're not going to run this offense with Lenore Sellers the same way that you did with a Spencer Rattler in 2023. Assuming that that is going to happen and it's going to start in spring practice to a certain degree, I have to imagine that Rocket Sanders will probably be familiar with a lot of the things that Dow Loggins will try to implement from his days at Arkansas under Kendall Browse. And that is where he can help out Lenore Sellers, help him run through some of these concepts and understand what the purpose is behind them, why Dow Loggins wants to run certain things, and how it helped him and KJ Jefferson have a lot of success, statistically speaking, over at Arkansas. So, you could see why this relationship between Lenore Sellers and Rocket Sanders, it could be quite beneficial for both of these guys. Again, not just on the field in terms of the skill sets that they bring, but also in terms of the experiences that they have off the field. In Sellers' case, his experience with dealing with Dow Loggins as the main play caller, as basically the head coach of the offense. With Rocket Sanders, dealing with offensive concepts at Arkansas that Dow Loggins could very well implement into his own scheme now this coming season. Stuff that Lenore Sellers, as of right now, is probably a bit unfamiliar with. So in that aspect, South Carolina football fans can expect that the Gamecocks quarterback and running back for the 2024 season and Lenore Sellers and Rocket Sanders, they're going to help each other out in more ways than one throughout the next six to seven months. Now, 
As I said earlier, South Carolina has a big-time matchup taking place later tonight on the hardwood as they take on a top-15 team in the Auburn Tigers. And this is a game that's going to have big-time ramifications on the SEC regular season title race. So what do you need to know about the Auburn Tigers? And also, what does the Auburn expert in Zach Blackerby from the Locked On Auburn podcast think about South Carolina's chances to win this game and what they have to do in order to pull off the win? We'll discuss all of that in just a couple moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. And the Game Time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. Meaning if you find tickets in the same section and row for less money, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDON for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And as always, a big thank you to each one of you everydayers who make the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listen, wherever you get your audio podcasts daily, or your first watch on YouTube. Lamont Paris and the South Carolina Gamecocks, they have got a big game coming up later tonight against the Auburn Tigers over in Neville Arena. It is a top 15 matchup here in the SEC and one that could have big time ramifications on the SEC regular season title race. And so to get a better idea of what Gamecock fans can expect from Auburn's side of things later tonight, I'm pleased to be joined by Locked On Auburn host Zach Blackerby. Zach, how are you doing on this fine Wednesday afternoon, my guy? I'm good, man. Ready to watch some uh, some good basketball tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And with the way both of these teams play defense, it could be a tight one over there in Auburn, Alabama. Zach, I kind of alluded to it a second ago. So let's start off with where Auburn currently sits in the standings. I believe that Auburn is 8-3 and three at this point in time. South Carolina comes into this game 9-2. and two. And so... Um, in an instance that probably nobody expected, including some people in South Carolina, Auburn's looking up at South Carolina in the standings heading into this matchup. How much do you think that's going to play a role in this game, considering uh, you know, how this could play into the end results here at the end of the season? Well, it's certainly a huge game, and the narrative has been this could be the biggest game of the season for Auburn so far. I mean, you don't get a whole lot of opportunities to host the 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 team that's top of the SEC when you look at the standings. And so they kind of were in that situation a few games ago with Alabama and it was, it was raucous. It was crazy. And Neville arena has become one of the tougher places for teams to win in all of college basketball, especially the SEC and South Carolina is going to try to do what no one has done this year is, and that's come in and steal a win at Neville Arena. They certainly have the ability to do so. They're built, from what I can tell, they're built in a way where you can do this, where you know defense travels. I don't care what sport it is, Andrew. Uh, defense travels, and so we'll see what kind of physicality South Carolina can bring to take on the Auburn Tigers tonight. 
Yeah, Zach, you just mentioned it right there. The Tigers, they have not lost a home game all season long. As a matter of fact, the last time Auburn lost in Neville Arena was February 11th this past season. So it's been over 365 days since Bruce Pearl and Auburn dropped a game over there in a place that is known as the Jungle. And Zach, that kind of segues into my next question. What do you think makes that environment so tough for opponents that come into Auburn? It's a lot. I mean, it's loud the way Neville Arena is built. It's not the largest arena by any means, and it was built to hold uh, volume, to hold sound. And those students are right up on you. They're aggressive. They're loud. They're coordinated. I mean, they do a great job creating a tough place for opposing teams to, to come in and win. And now it's kind of taken a personality of its own, and it's just kind of grown from there. But obviously, the type of player that Bruce Pearl recruits is – they're emotional guys and they feed off of it. They love it. They crave it. You know, they'll run to the student section and hype them up and get involved and all of that. It's just the type of player that Bruce Pearl and Auburn are attracting right now. They want to play in front of the jungle. They want to get the jungle involved. And so whether that's draining a three or, you know, getting a block or, you know, the, the, they love to do the alley-oop arguably a little bit too much. Um, that's just a style of play that Auburn is attracted. And it's worked for the most part right now. And we'll see how South Carolina attacks it. Yeah, and Zach, I think one of the interesting aspects of this matchup is when you look at Auburn, you look at South Carolina, you know, you don't look at either of these rosters, at least from what I can tell, and say that that guy's a bona fide lottery pick in the next NBA draft. That There's not like that standout player that everyone in college basketball outside the SEC is talking about, but both of these teams, the players have meshed so well together and they play as one unit. And it sounds cliche to a lot of sports fans, but you know, that's really important, especially in basketball. But Zach, obviously, every team, especially a team like Auburn's in the top 15, they've got to have that one dude that they can just rely on night in and night out. Who is that guy for the Auburn Tigers? It's Jani Broom. Jani Broom uh, flirted with the NBA draft a year ago and really impressed some folks uh, in the NBA combine. Ultimately decided to come back, waited as long as possible before he made that decision. But he's really lived up to the billing. And I didn't know if he could take that next step, Andrew, but he's become an outstanding player for the Auburn Tigers. Um, and I think this team's going to go as far as, uh, you know, as far as Jani Broom. And then the other guy's Jalen Williams, who is really hot and cold. When he plays well, Auburn wins. When he doesn't play well, Auburn struggles or loses. And so those are the two guys. You're, you're four and you're five. Um, Auburn has a lot of production around the basket, both on, on offense and defense. To me, it's going to come down to those two guys stepping up. Yeah, and Zach, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Janai Broom, does he play the five spot or does he play the four? He's the center. Yep, he's, yep, the, he's, center. The, he's the five. That's right. Okay, gotcha. So from the sounds of that, it will probably be BJ Mack that matches up on Janai Broom on Wednesday night. You could also see a little bit of the true freshman, Kyle Murray Boyles, who's just been killing it for the Gamecocks lately on the hardwood. So that could be an interesting matchup as well. A senior who's been around the block a few times versus a true freshman. Obviously, Auburn might like their chances if that matchup indeed takes place well and, and Andrew I mean against other bigs like big bigs you know guys that are physical we have seen Janai get pushed off a little bit and for whatever reason Auburn can have future NBA players at the post like Walker Kessler a few years ago but when it whenever they play physical guys like Florida with Colin Castleton the guy they've got now Auburn has a hard time answering and so if I'm South Carolina I send the message be physical be physical 
be physical because that's been kind of the thing that's stymied Auburn so far this season. Yeah, B.J. Mack in particular for the Gamecocks, he's got no problem playing with his back to the basket. So if that's the case, Zach, that might be something to watch in this game later tonight. Uh, Zach, I know obviously you cover Auburn, and so therefore you probably got a lot of leanings towards the Tigers whenever they play these kind of games. But, you know, South Carolina has proven already this season they can go into a top 15 team's own venue and they can win. They did so against the Tennessee Volunteers in Rocky Top just a couple weeks ago. So, Zach, I'll leave you with this final question and kind of statement that I'll let you fill in the blank on. South Carolina wins on Wednesday night if they do what? I think what we just talked about. If they bully Auburn's bigs, I think they uh, I think they can take care of business. And look, Auburn's guards have been a weakness as far as the offensive side of things when they've lost. And so, you know, as far as perimeter defense, can you limit Auburn's three-point shooting? They're a decent three-point shooting team in Neville Arena. They're okay at best on the road. And so if you're South Carolina, once again, that defense, can you beat up Auburn's players? I, I don't care if it's the perimeter play or the guys around the basket. You know, if South Carolina is more physical, they can come out with a win. Yeah, either way, it is going to be, I think, a fun matchup between the Gamecocks and the Tigers later on tonight. Zach, thank you so much for coming on to today's show. For you Locked On Gamecock viewers and listeners, we've got a little bit more coming on this game in a couple moments. I'm going to talk about my opinions on this game and what I think South Carolina has to do early on if they want to stay in this and avoid a repeat of the Alabama game that they had earlier this season. We'll touch on all that right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. We got some NBA action taking place later tonight as the Atlanta Hawks will go on the road to take on the Charlotte Hornets. FanDuel has the Hawks currently listed as six and a half point favorites as of this recording. And when you look at the stats, it's easy to see why Atlanta is favored in this game. Atlanta is third in the NBA in points scored per game, while the Hornets are ranked 28th. The Hawks are also seventh in the NBA in total rebounds per game, while the Hornets are also, once again, ranked 28th. So um, I think it's fair to say Atlanta's probably going to run away with this one tonight. You can bet on this game and all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. I'm going to be honest with y'all. If the South Carolina Gamecocks are going to defeat the Auburn Tigers later tonight, they're going to have to accomplish a bevy of different tasks. And I know that I'm not telling you something that you don't already know. But out of all the different things that they're going to have to do tonight, there's one main objective that I think holds the utmost importance. One thing that I think this team absolutely, without question, has got to accomplish if they want to have a shot to win. And that is this. Withstand the early punches. With what Zach said earlier in the show about how the Auburn Tigers play with their emotion, especially on their home floor, 
and just how much they tried to get out the gates early. With everything I have seen and heard about Auburn's men's basketball team so far this week, I think I have a pretty good analogy for this game. The Auburn Tigers playing in Neville Arena are just like Conor McGregor when he fought in the octagon in the UFC. Now, for those of you who do watch the UFC, what was McGregor known for in the octagon in terms of his fighting style? He was known for his aggressive attacking first couple of rounds, how he would just go right at his opponent from the jump. He would not wait around for his opponent to maybe try to get the upper hand. And McGregor won a lot of fights because of that. But this also had a bit of a trade-off factor included. If McGregor got to his opponents early, if his aggressive attacking style worked from the opening bell, then McGregor more often than not came out on top as the winner of the match. But if McGregor could not take care of his opponent in the first round or two, and the fight dragged out a little bit longer than maybe he would have liked, his opponent not only managed to withstand the early attacks, but also managed to fight back. And sometimes even, McGregor wound up losing the fight because of that. Auburn, I say all that to say this, Auburn is going to feed off the crowd energy later tonight and basically go 1,000% with everything that they will do. They're going to unleash some full-court pressure on Taylon Cooper, Michi Johnson, and South Carolina's backcourt early. They're going to attack the offensive glass hard. B.J. Mack, Kyler Murray Boyles, everybody that plays in that front court for South Carolina tonight, they had better be ready. They better bring their lunch pail when it comes to the defensive glass because Auburn is going to send all their bodies into the paint area to try and get that ball and give themselves a second chance if they don't capitalize the first time. And also, Auburn has no issue shooting a bunch of three-pointers even if they are not falling. So, if South Carolina gets overwhelmed by all of this early and often, and it gets to a point where, say, they're down by 10, 12-plus points, then South Carolina is probably going to lose this game. It is the one big negative about how this team plays. South Carolina, for the majority of this season, they've been really good at forcing their opponent to play their style, their brand of basketball. Half-court offense, you're not going to run on transition, and we're going to make you have to basically fight for 25, 30 seconds, basically the entire shot clock, to get a decent look, if you can find one. That leads to a lot of low-scoring affairs, and that certainly plays in the favor of South Carolina if the game plays out that way. The issue is this. If South Carolina falls behind by multiple scores, so basically 10, 12 points or more, then South Carolina, they are not built to really come back. They don't have that switch that they can all of a sudden flip where they start just running the floor back and forth and they can start scoring, say, 15, 20 points in a very short time frame. They have shown glimpses of that at home early in games, but they've not had to do that consistently and they really haven't had to do that when they have fallen behind by 10 or more points points. So, 
South Carolina, the key in this game, the main key is that they've got to withstand the early punches, figuratively speaking in this case, that Auburn is going to throw. And the thing that will work in South Carolina's favor is when you look at what Auburn has done in home games and conference play to this point this season, they have a trend of getting worse on defense as the game progresses. Against Alabama, Ole Miss, LSU, and Texas A&M, in those four games, the Tigers gave up an average of 6.25 more points in the second half than they did in the first half. On the flip side of the coin, Auburn scored an average of 5.75 less points on offense in the second half compared to the first half in those same contests. Now, part of that is admittedly due to the fact that Auburn won the majority of those games handily. The closest margin of victory out of those four games was 11 points against the Texas A&M Aggies. But... I still think that these trends are quite notable considering how this game could very well play out. Because South Carolina, in my opinion, and I think all of y'all's opinion, they are going to make it a low-scoring affair. Auburn is not going to go out there and score 80-plus points. Don't care how many times they've done it at home to this point in the season. South Carolina has proven, at the very minimum, you're not going to just boat race them out of that arena, more than likely. The odds say that that's not going to happen. And if South Carolina can keep things close and they can make the proper adjustments at halftime on both sides of the court, like many other teams have been able to do against Auburn in that arena this season, then I think that South Carolina stands a good shot of winning this game. So I know that this sounds probably... A bit simplistic, but I truly believe for South Carolina, if you can fight through all that crowd noise early, if you can fight through Auburn going out there with a ton of energy, knowing that if they want to stay really in contention for this SEC regular season title race, they have to win this game. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. They've got to win to get themselves back in the conversation. If they lose, then more likely means Auburn is really out of contention at this point because they got a couple more tough games remaining on their schedule. If you can withstand all of that, South Carolina, it would not be surprising at all if we get down to the final few minutes of this game tonight and the Gamecocks are either right there in striking distance or they're potentially leading and they have a shot to pull off another win that once again will force people across the country in men's college basketball to have to acknowledge, finally... But South Carolina is probably the best team in this conference. You want to argue Alabama? Sure. Not going to hear it about Tennessee. Don't want to hear it about Auburn. South Carolina wins this game. The conversation will change even more regarding their stature, their standing in this conference, and what it could do for them come March on Selection Sunday. With that being said, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I really appreciate each and every one of you tuning in as always. What are your thoughts on how Lenore Sellers and Rocket Sanders could both help each other out this offseason? What are your thoughts on what the Auburn Tigers are going to bring to this game later tonight? And what do you think South Carolina has to accomplish if they want to knock off the Tigers on the road? 
Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube, or you could shoot me a direct message on X at a lion underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. But as always, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I will catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. <laughs>